Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, how are you? Hi. Good. How are you uh, doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. Good. Well. Yeah. Good. <laughs> you, had, you had some so rest. I did. I did have some rest, and I'm I'm good at resting. I really am good. <laughs> I good. learned. I, I was yeah. not always good, but I learned a lot. How about you? <laughs> How was your weekend? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> my life never. You know, I guess that gives us plenty to talk about. Um, yeah, okay. it's been it's been a a stressful week. Um, a lot of it because of just me. Um, and yeah. you know, so I can just you um so it you know it really happened because I got an email from the lawyer saying that the other lawyer reached out with a supposed settlement offer you know um Uh and I instant no well no I mean I instantly knew it was going to be ridiculous because that's how they are right so I um I said to him you know, and not, and also it's like two weeks after we already filed, you know, so there was no effort to offer right. solutions for the two months leading up to that. Um, and, you know, I basically said to the lawyer, look, they, if it's not serious, please don't engage with them. Like, I don't want to keep paying. I spent $5,000 for nothing, you know, like them just play, playing games and and so I said to him, unless they have a serious offer, I, I really, this is a part of their strategy to constantly engage you because it's going to cost yeah. me every time you speak with them. Um, and so he, it was interesting because I think the next day he forwarded me the conversation with the lawyer, which is, it was just ridiculous, which was, you know, he said, okay, sure, we can talk are you offering a settlement? And she kept not answering and he kept saying, you know, I'm only interested in speaking if this is about a settlement. And then she started accusing him of playing games. And yeah. And he was like, I'm not really playing games. I'm just asking a question and you're evading it. Um, And she said, fine, I'll put it in writing, which actually is better because then if they speak for an hour, I pay for that hour, you know, whereas if she, if she writes something, the school pays for the hour that she's writing something. So um, I was happy about that. But it did, you know, it did start my anxiety in part because, um, you know, I went to worst case scenario and I'm like, oh, they're going to be like, oh, we'll fire you unless you do something. You know, it's like I just expect the worst from them. Um, So then um, on top of that, I found out, I don't I mean, I just, I didn't find out. I just, in conversation, my mom reminded me that there's a whole week in December she needs to be away because she scheduled a bunch of medical stuff. Um, and, okay, so, sorry, I'm trying to figure out the best way to tell the story, but 
So that's totally okay. If you as long as you're talking, it's anything that is anything that you're sharing needs to come out. So it's so the yeah, <laughs> yeah. So leading, so part of the background is when we went home last weekend. I think because they wouldn't come here to celebrate Cece's birthday, right? So yeah, I was like, I fine, remember, fine. Yeah. right? So fine, we'll go there. And, you know, we were outside, but they weren't careful. They weren't wearing masks. And, you know, his, my cousin's wife is, and her family are just really casual. And, like, at one point they'd pick up Cece and I'd be like, ah, you know, really stressed about it. And my mom, you know, again is like, oh, you know, they're not doing this. And, and I would just express myself mildly and she'd be like, well, you know, you shouldn't feel mad because it's just bad for you and I'm like yeah but if I don't talk about it I'll get depressed you know can't not have yeah. my my feelings and so then she but then funny enough she got kind of worked up and and so basically kind of said all right we can't go there anymore you know because they're not gonna instead of we're gonna talk to them and in part because my cousin when we were there kind of made a joke like oh this is exactly how the virus is spreading and my mom said he doesn't like to fight with his wife because it's not worth mm. it. And, you know, so right. he's kind of accepted. So it's all like conflict adverse, you know, the whole right. friggin' family. And I'm like, do I really feel like taking this on? So I'm like, fine, we won't go. So then when she reminded me of that week, we had agreed that I would go for a couple of days to just get some help while she was there so that it wouldn't be like seven days with me having no childcare. Um, which, you know, would never normally happen if it weren't for COVID. And I'm depending on my mom and obviously she has to do these medical things. So we worked that out. But then suddenly I'm not allowed to go to Northampton. And when I pointed that out, it became like this whole thing about, you know, oh, but she wouldn't be able to go over there. And what would she do with Cece? And, you know, Mm. all again about that family like again the whole dynamic of it always being about other people and me not being considered and so then I was just feeling so stressed because here I was already worried about losing my job not getting I'm not getting my articles done which keeps me relevant and hireable and you know everything so I I shared that I was thinking that maybe I should try to put Cece into daycare sooner than I had planned. Like not now, but Mm -hmm. maybe in February, hopefully the wave will, you know, I mean, whatever, you know, but not as I had thought April, but I'm thinking I need her to go sooner because I need more help. I can't, even with my mom's help, I still spend a lot of, uh, a lot of the day with Cece because they're here. Yeah. and, it, and my mom just got really weird. And then the next day, I could tell she wasn't speaking to me. Um, and I walk sometimes with them in the morning to the playground. I try to get some exercise. And she finally said, well, you know, and I guess it's good that she did this because normally she wouldn't. She, she said, you know, I just need to let you know that I was really demoralized by your wanting to put CT in daycare and I was like why and and you know it's like she took it personally like she's not doing a good job and I was like well I'm totally grateful for your help but it had nothing to do with you it's all about me you know and I just started crying and I was like I just I'm being like 
there's this guy that's trying to destroy me and I'm just trying to keep my job and survive and take care of my family and like that's all I'm doing and I and so then I was just so bummed out because I'm like it's all about fucking her you know like she's not even being she's not even worrying about me and what's going on with me and so then on Friday um the my lawyer sent over were you able were you able to actually share that with her yeah I did but but I'm like crying and Cece's like scared and worried and you know and and I was just like you know this is and I did say to her I'm like you have you talk to Jean every day you have an intimate connection I have no one like other than you know working with you but you know you're my therapist and I schedule times it's not like I'm living with someone that I can talk to about this and my friends are not they don't get it and they you know nobody is deeply there for me and and then I just left because I'm like you know I just gotta go um and then we just never talk about it but I mean she did get a little bit nicer and did say like she can help around nap time more because I was doing everything and so then on Friday I got the email with the written settlement so to speak which totally wasn't and you know basically it's just what I assume which was a totally ridiculous thing which is they're saying their their offer is that I teach a third course in the spring or the summer <laughs> to get my normal pay oh and I'm God. like yeah and I'm like first of all the guy who took over my course he runs a center he's told me he has zero time for anything but teaching like teaching three courses oh, every all, all of us know it's so hard and it would be a whole new prep which is hours and hours of work like all the te- courses that we teach most professors don't want to pick up a whole new course because it's so much work to get it ready and then as of you're course. teaching it, it takes like every hour takes like six hours to prep because you're reading and taking notes and and I'm like are you fucking kidding me like and they know I'm having a baby right so of course that's a bullshit offer it doesn't and and so that that alone is just ridiculous but it was all couched in this language of, you know, we're trying so hard to be supportive and, you know, we're doing all of these things. And by the way, we can't be unfair to other people, like other faculty. Uh And I'm like, okay, wait a second. Are you totally forgetting that I'm pregnant and that you Uh gave accommodations to all these other people who weren't pregnant? So what are you talking about? And then the last line was, you know, it just seems like she doesn't like it. So why is she staying? here you know and so you know I guess all weekend and and I wrote this long response to my lawyer never heard back which probably isn't helpful because I just need affirmation of my viewpoint right yeah. and I'm sure he wasn't not answering but he didn't answer and I basically laid out all the responses and just said I'm not interested again please don't engage with them if this is it I don't want to spend money on this um but I think, you know, so I kept going back and forth all weekend between 
just don't pay attention to them. Like, this is just a game for them. But then, of course, I'm like, okay, one, they're so clearly not valuing me, right? That they're not getting everything that I contribute to this school, that I work. I, I honestly can say objectively, I do more than any of the other centers. At every faculty meeting, when they make announcements that our things are going on, I'm usually always one of the people in last faculty meeting, three things were mine that they mentioned. I know for a fact that I do more work than most of the men there, you know, and, and I'm engaging students at a level that no other center is. And they don't at all acknowledge the work that I'm doing. And they are like, basically, not, they don't care if I stay or go. You know, and I think for a long time I could keep my sense of self independent of them, but it just was so hard to just realize, like, they don't give a shit about me, um, or he doesn't, you know. So, you know, I think I tried to tap and I tried to, you know, use my usual strategy of talking myself out of it <laughs> so um but it was interesting so I did do that you know I finally started just praying for like a sign or guidance and what is interesting although it's not as exciting as it might sound that I happened to read an email that I probably normally wouldn't have paid attention to and Tufts is hiring a human rights professor now that may sound yeah. exciting except I've already I've applied not. to them twice I've already applied to them twice in the last four years. And they are more elite. You know, there's all kinds of reasons why. But the crazy thing is, one of my co-authors, who really is the reason why I succeeded at all, because she was in Peru, is a professor there. You know, so every time they advertise, I write her. And she's like, yes, you know, you'd be great. And this time I wrote her and she said, well, it's interesting because the last time they hired, which is the last time I applied, they made an offer and it wasn't accepted and they ended up not hiring anybody. And now hmm. their human, human rights guy is retiring. And she said, one, they have to fill it. And two, they're getting a lot of pressure that it be a woman because they're doing only men. They've only been hiring men, you know, so kind of saying, it could work in your favor. But the thing is, is I know how competitive these things are. And even if, even with her on my side, I never even got an interview with the other two applications. Hmm. But, you know, it still felt like, okay, refocus, find something else. You know, maybe even the intention of looking with them could open up something else. And, um, but really, it's just like I, I am staying in an abusive relationship that is making me less capable of, it's weird. It's like the more I stay, the more degraded and low self-esteem I get. Um, but so anyhow, that's where I'm at. I'll apply for that other one. Uh, you know, again, I have to not expect a ton, but at least it's kind of an option. Um, so, which is a great idea. It's so good. Yeah. Like you know, just even the the fact that you're opening, you know, opening another door and see what happens, right? It's not like 
you're going to be, you know, holding your breath or something. But just, but just to know that there is some, another possibility or other possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's where things are at. And, you know, when I can kind of snap out of it, I realize, one, they did not write, they're going to fire me. That's <laughs> so my worst case scenario. They clearly can't fire me, right? Because they're saying, right. why doesn't she leave? So, you know, I think they realize they're stuck. And there was some language like, oh, you know, this is going to be a long relationship. So we're trying to be, you know, conciliatory here because I'm tenured, right? So in theory, I'm there until I leave. Um, and so, you know, to some extent, I do have job security, I guess, um, although I always worry about that. And if I can try to detach from the messaging yeah. and just do my yeah. job, you know, and that's, that's what I think is hard is I know every time there's an engagement with them, it's such a, oh, it's just such an awful experience. There's you know, what one piece that I want to talk about just is just logistics for a minute as you just stop because I totally understand the emotional response but you know there's there's so much more because there's your mom there's your family there's city there's all the hormones right and then mm-hmm. you just had last week was really intense because I know that I'm guessing I wanted to check with you that you may be in a different place with these with these baby boys but that, oh, was, yeah. that was <laughs> that was a big thing a big deal for you yeah, yeah. I know, it's funny. I saw we had a um, a socially distanced play date with her buddies, you know, and, and two of the moms, three of the moms had boys, and two of those were there, and one of them said, so, you know, how do you feel having a boy? And, and so it was nice, because I could talk to them both, and they both admitted they either wanted or thought they were going to have a girl, and one said, yeah, I was probably disappointed, but now I'm just so glad I have a boy, you know, so <laughs> she, t- she talked about that bond and, you know, so I know it's almost one of those, I feel very, I feel neutral right now. I don't feel yeah. like, yay, a boy, like I did, yay, a girl, but I don't feel as apprehensive, you know, I think I, um, and I anticipate that probably the relationship, you know, once the baby's here, even now with Cece, like, the more she becomes her little self, the more bonded we are. And right. um, yeah, so, but yeah, it's like every week. I mean, honestly, I need a break. It just never exactly. stops. You know, yeah. it just never stops. And and I'm just so tired. And um, I just keep thinking like, people who get to just enjoy their lives because they have the basic support in place and they're not dealing with constant aggression or constant bad badness, you know? So, yeah. Absolutely. It, it's really, it is. It's really, and, and we have to, you know, you, you have a nervous system that has, that is repeated to begin with in terms yeah. of not having gotten what you needed and wanted when you were little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's like you're, you're, you're not coming from a, a full cup, you know, it's like you, yeah. you were already, that, yeah. that makes sense, right? Oh, yeah. 
I mean, and when I have moments of thinking, like, if I am creating this, I really want to figure out how to uncreate it. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I'm so, I so don't need this. I, I don't, you know, I know some people get addicted to the drama or the, you know, like, I can even see that with a friend who, whenever her relationship gets boring, she creates drama, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. um, I, I really honestly am so ready not to be with this. I don't need it anymore. I'm just so tired. Um, but I will say there is a part of me that doesn't feel deserving of tough, you know, like I, mm. I think I que- question my, that I'm, well, two things I know it's so competitive and, and I know that because I was on the market three times and, I've applied to things and what schools are looking for and the the pool now is so qualified, et cetera, et cetera. But then I also am like, what happens if I actually get there? Like kind of like a fraud, fraud thing, you know, like you're at least at New England, I know I'm pretty good because <laughs> you know, I feel like everybody's so mediocre, um, <laughs> which sounds terrible, but you know, it's it's such a like it's such an unprofessional place that I always know that at some level like I've got great credentials and I do really good work. But if I'm at a place that like tough, I can't fake it, you know, like it's super smart people who are very accomplished and maybe that's kind of intimidating. Although I'm sure if I show up I'll I'll be okay. Yeah, I so the, 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 big, the big piece that I have right now is two pieces because you're right now, it does not seem like this, it will serve you the best to start to, you know, whatever opportunity comes to you that you want to apply seems like a great idea. But to oh, just yeah. think, right, that, that's perfect. But to think or to go looking, I don't know if it's the best time to do that yet. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not actively looking for stuff. I'm just, right. th- like, so, things that come up like this, and it's so on topic because it's not, it's like human rights professor in Boston, you know, at a good school. So it would be silly not to apply for it. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is the following. How would yeah. it be, I, I don't know where, you know, how, how these came up because they're, I'm talking about the lawyers for just a moment because this is something okay. super practical, right? But what yep. crossed my mind, and I know that he's an expert and you know tons, but this is just, since they are going a very, in my simple world, they're going in a very stupid, stupid way in terms of like, well, you know, you're only teaching one course and you need, in order to get paid, what you were supposed to, then you have to pay, you know, you have to cover the course you didn't teach, right? Yeah. Which you were never against teaching that course. You were just not, you couldn't do it in person. Yeah, exactly. They made the decision to not provide you accommodations and therefore the course to somebody else. That was their decision. There was no negotiation around that, nothing at all in that term. So what I'm, where I'm coming from is, look, if you want, like, maybe you can either support or do something with the professor that is teaching. If they feel like that will be 
in support of the institution or whatever. I already did that. I was already told to do that, and I already did that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I already did it. And okay, and his so course, you, are it, courses, and you are available if you need something else, I'm guessing. Yeah, but the course is over this week. It's done. Oh, it's done. Wow. Yep. Yeah, right in. Yeah, of course. We're like the annuals. Yeah, you're right. Yep. So here's so, the other thing. They are not yeah. recognizing... Well, there's two pieces. One, part of my claim was an equal pay claim because they're paying me less than the person who started at the same time as me on tenure track. And so essentially what I handed them was to save face, which I think is a part of their issue, is, oh, you know what? We've been undercompensating you. Let's just consider that as a way to compensate you for what you've been doing so far, which is a lot. You know, right. and and the fact that they think they can offer something and totally ignore the equal pay claim is a part of their gaslighting. Like, we're just going to ignore mm-hmm. what the person is asking for because that's what they do for, to everyone. They just, I, I write messages to Allison. I never hear back. They don't answer emails. You ask them a question point blank, they literally won't answer you. It's the weirdest thing ever. They feel no compulsion that we should be responded to. Oh. So here's the problem. What I deal with on a daily basis is that they are so unreasonable that nothing, I, nothing that comes up for me, I can count on a reasonable, caring person to respond to. Like right. if I, for some reason, have bed rest, I could never tell them that. They would probably give me, they would force me to do unpaid leave or something. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. no room for emergency. There's no room for help. There, It's like I am so on my own. And I also at this point, because of the litigation, can't even talk to them about anything, you know. Right. And so offering, like that's what I was trying to say to my lawyer. Like there's no counter offer because you're not even open to reasonable a reasonable, like, I kind of feel like really my only option is to forge forward with this claim. And they probably are now worried because they're going to have to produce documents and information. So fine. Uh-huh. I've, already paid, fine. I've already paid for it. I've already paid for yeah. it, basically. You know, so let it yeah. be in there and let them, let them have to deal with it. I'm not interested in this back and forth. It's going to cost me money. It's going to stress me out. And so unless they can meet me much closer to my ask, I don't even want to engage in this process with them. It is, but my lawyer hasn't answered me. <laughs> You know, so I'm like, I think not hearing from him has left me also anxious. I want affirmation, you know. I want him yeah. to be like, yeah, you know, and he keeps doing the neutral thing that I think unnerves me too. Well, um, you know what? How let's let's consider for a moment how is how would it be an asset to you that these get delayed instead of being resolved, you know? In the next month or two, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, first of all, there's a new... Oh, the other thing I forgot to mention is the new dean president, who is, who in its... He in himself is a big controversy. Can't remember if I told you. 
Um, it's Scott Brown. Do you remember him? Yes. Yes, it is. He's our new dean president. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's... That. Yeah, so, he, so he's been calling everyone and he's not calling me. Well, so, I you know, it's part of the litigation process. I yeah, think he's I mean, that's what my lawyer said. But he's my new boss starting January 4th. You know, so what is he not going to speak to me? So, so the advantages of waiting, one, he's coming on board and may change the dynamic. And he probably won't want this on his plate. I mean, he's he's got he's a buffoon and there's so many things about him that are inappropriate, but he doesn't strike me as like vindictive and sociopath, like the big boss now. So he may want it off his plate too. I, as far as I'm concerned, I've already lost a big chunk of money and the claim is there and I'm happy for it to plot along as long as it needs to, because that not having that money puts me at, a, a disadvantage, but I have enough money to live off of. You know, I just don't have the money I was hoping to save towards childcare, and I'll just deal with that. You know, so it's not like I'm desperate to get it resolved. And mm-hmm. three, there's a sense for me a sense of justice because I know they're going to have to open their, you know, their dirty laundry is going to come out because they're going to have to show the state information that they probably don't want the state to know about, which is this asshole makes $800,000 a year and is walking with $5 million. He's walking with $5 million, and it's a failing school. Yes, this is what I'm saying. Like, this asshole makes so much money off of our backs, and, and he has the gall to say, like, what he cut for me was not significant. I'm like, use your money, you know? Like, We are, we are like a sweatshop factory because he refuses to hire faculty, refuses to hire support staff, and he's making almost a million dollars a year. Wow. He's a, he's a crook. He's literally well, a is, crook. This, this is really good if you think about it. Yeah. This is good. Because they're going to ask about, like, well, why are you making that much money, you know? And the yeah. other thing is, there's, they, you know, it's funny because they're so stupid in some ways, but one of the defenses that they made to my lawyer is, well, there are women that make a lot of money there. Yes. Well, I did the breakdown and of the faculty, which is very small, there are 16 tenured male professors and get this, there are six female tenured professors. So no matter what, men are being paid more because there's more of them you know so there's like so even if those six women if two of them are making a good salary I know for a fact the other um you know the other four are making below what every man makes because I talk to all those women we're such a small group we're in constant conversation I know that they don't make as much money and I know that the school is not going to be able to defend its pay you know, so I'm fine with this process moving forward, and I'm fine with it grinding along, you know, and so that's what I told my lawyer, you know. Yeah, so that, so that's the part that I find that it's really important, Lisa. So how can you just say, okay, you know, just let me know when there's something that is really worth talking about. 
Like he just, yeah. you know, you told yeah. him, right? And yeah. how can you just, you know, is, is there any, so what they're saying is completely ridiculous. And, um, and what you're proposing, like I imagine you already wrote, is that given that you don't get paid as much as other people and that these would be the recommendations for you to, you know, just continue to get paid what you, what is the, the, the need, you need to get paid, even though you didn't teach you another course. So the idea right. of and, teaching, yeah. Right, it, but also that I do want to raise. I've decided, like, I'm not going to let this, I'm not going to just, I either give me my attorney fee. I, I need a little bit more. I'm not going to just get it going back to the way it was and losing mm-hmm. the attorney fees and the potential raise. And keep in mind that a court, if it is proven that it's unequal, I'd get all the back pay that I was missing. Oh, that's true. Yep. Oh. So, so that's like, that's like easily a hundred grand, right? Because right. this guy makes at least 10,000 more than me. So, so that plus attorney fees plus what I lost by the, the cut of the pay. So they're mm-hmm. asking me to teach another course and overlooking that I could make like 200K through a court system, not to mention it may be punitive damages. Yeah. So there's so many reasons why their offer was ridiculous, you know, and I needed my lawyer to be like, this is ridiculous. But instead he presented it like, oh, well, you know, they're offering this and so I think that was a part of the not having the validation that I needed, even though I knew it was ridiculous. Good, but it's it, yeah, it totally, and, and it could be part of the weekend and everything, right? Because you received these on didn't you receive it on Friday? Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Although he hasn't responded today, and usually he's yeah. I mean, I don't think he's doing it on purpose. I just wished he had validated my, you know. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah, that makes sense, yeah, absolutely. So how can, um, yes, go yeah. ahead and tell me. No, but I, I think, you know, one thing that we talked about and I was trying to refocus on is, you know, you had kind of said if you had, what would you need to feel good about this, like the certainty that it is right and yeah. I'm right. And I yeah. think that they rattled me, you know, things rattled me and I lost that conviction. And so I just kept trying to remind myself of that. Um, but of course they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, she's right. Like they're fighting. This is a legal yeah. case, right? So they're never going to concede and they're going to just, take this position and so it doesn't matter what they say but it does matter because I've been working without recognition for eight years you know I've been working for a bully that has which goes to my father of course which right. is he never recognized what I did he never cared he never paid attention to my accomplishments or anything you know yeah. so that's probably part of it too that is a big part of it because I, I feel that somehow if that is one of the piece, pieces that, and I'm so glad that we're tapping here, I'm tapping with you mm-hmm. too, because one of the pieces that is so important is that when, when there's a part of us, there's this little 
It's like this little girl, this little Lisa that never had her day in court. You know, she she probably still <laughs> wants her. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like she yeah. she wants her dad to just say, you know, I messed up. You're absolutely right, and I am so sorry. Yeah. Yep. And, okay. and she has every right to to get that. She really deserves it, right? It's, there's no question. At least there's no question for me. And I bet that there's mm-hmm. no question for you either, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's, there's this part that is kind of like, like really bringing you down because you're, there's a part of you that is stuck there in that pattern. Yeah. And like, she yeah. didn't recognize me. And I'm, you know, I'm like waiting until he does. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, and he, he has to recognize that, you know, he did it wrong. Right. He's, he's an asshole and, you know. Yeah. And, and he's never going to. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I yeah. know. And there's also, is, is there a part of you, because I know that we did these, and I'm curious if these could be helpful or really not, which is, and this is a really, okay, there's two pieces that I'm trying to, to bring together. So I'm going to just share. With, sometimes I have like two or three different thoughts at the same time, and I'm like, okay, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Where does it start? <laughs> exactly. So taking a breath, there's the possibility of connecting with the way that your father was. And allowing that little girl to just, and we did these a few times, but I'm curious if it's done or not, that she feels strong and safe. You know, and that she can, that she feels strong and safe and protected, even though she yeah. has this father. Yeah. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's the same thing that comes up again, and it's almost like, there, yeah, there is a part of you that is emotionally functioning from, um, a de- I don't know if depleted is the right word, but it's that it's, um, there's something missing. There's really, you know, something missing because it wasn't just your dad. Your mom wasn't there for you mm-hmm. as much as you needed her to be either. And mm-hmm. she continues not to be there emotionally in the same in the way that you need. Right. So yeah. And and the the other thing that adds to this whole thing is that I totally understand is how in reality in order to heal all of it, it's that you you realize at some point, which that you are the, the biggest and the most important source of love for yourself. Yeah, and that's it, what I was saying. Like this weekend, I, I was realizing I wasn't a source anymore. Right. You know, like for many years, even though this guy was like this, I just felt really clear on my value, I, like academically anyhow. Um, but you know, like I got that rejection of the journal article. I, you know, there's some things that have made me feel less certain and I'm not able to call upon that anymore to balance out his ridiculousness, you know? Yeah. 
So somehow there's something there. So, so tell, me, tell me a little more about what is it that right now it's like you feel disconnected somehow of, of your value, would you say? or? Well, I mean, I think... I mean, I think maybe it was more external than I, I realized because I had so much success publishing, you know? I mean, I really just felt very confident. Like, I was this very smart academic. People wanted my work. And, I mean, I believe me, I still got, like, I just, like, a week ago, the um, Organization of Economic um, OEC Cooperation and Development, which is an international, like a UN level, like they wrote me because I'm, they said an international expert and asked me to comment on this report that they're writing. You know, like that happens to me a lot. So I had those external reminders of my value in in my work, you know. We're not talking about personally, that's a whole other thing, but um. And so that always kind of kept me from just being like, this guy's an idiot, um, the big boss. But for some reason, I think because of that rejection, I, I don't have time to do my work the way I used to. You know, so I'm not seeing it at the same level. So I'm not feeling as secure in that knowing of myself. Um, and in part it's because my work is not supporting me to do that. You know, they give, there's no support for writing, which is why this whole thing is extra frustrating because if, if I taught another course, not only would I not be able to run my center, forget the article, you know, those would, it would be another year of getting nowhere on those. So, you know, I think they're contributing to wearing away my self-esteem, which is what happens in an abusive relationship, you know. Everybody yeah. feels such low morale at my school, you know. I'm not the only one. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it seems like that whole idea of you are your own source of love and acceptance I mean, I get that intellectually, but I, I, I feel like, really, <laughs> if the things in your life are really, you know, like if you, you know, I, I get it, but if you've had like a chronically failed personal relationship, like with men in my case, or you have this deeply abusive work situation, or, you know, how can you do that? <laughs> you know, like how can you not be like, even if I, I, I find it very challenging that idea of being this great source. Like I think, yes, great people attract these great things, but those just feed into their greatness. So it, yeah. I, and that's what I was saying, Lisa, that it's, it's very true that it comes because it's true. I would say most of your life, it's been, it's been you. You've had, you've had, like, it is like a, you're, you're again in an abusive relationship with these, with your job in general. I mean, he's this guy that is an asshole, but he's surrounding himself with assholes too because, you know, they're lawyers, of course, well, he pays for them, but, but even the yeah. people that you're dealing with, it's not just 
sin, right? But yes, absolutely, right. you have an abusive relationship with your with your word. But it's not mm-hmm. the first time in your life. This is part of something that, you know, because you've had, even if we don't call them abusive emotionally, they've been, tra- you know, traumatic, starting from, yes. like, right, from a very young age. So I totally understand that I was actually coming from a very, let's call it more of a, a, a bigger, a different perspective and a more spiritual perspective. And it's yeah. not, not helpful at this time. So, so just. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't want to dismiss it. I totally get, like I said, I get it. I totally get it intellectually. But I find it just challenging by the circumstances. Like, I'm not saying it's not possible. I just feel like I could sit here and tell myself how great I am, but I still feel like shit, you know? Yeah. So, you know, but I. I get it. Yeah, I get it 100%. So I want to help you because the level of trust that you have makes it that you're acting from a place where, it's almost like you're constantly depleted. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it just, it, it takes so much energy. So what are the small things that do give you energy? Sleep. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you, are you well, sleeping I, enough? Well, you know, I, it's funny because um, two nights ago, I, you know, had this, I was in this thought pattern of like, oh my God, what's going to happen when the baby comes? I'm not going to sleep. And on top of managing all that, you know, I'm in this, I'm in that stress about being able to perform my job. Right. And so, and, and, and then I'm like, okay, don't worry about it. But then it turns out that night, CC decided, well, she didn't decide she had a bloody nose. She does get bloody noses, which she, she kind of picks her nose. And so they don't scare me, but they scare her. So I had to go in there in the middle of the night completely take off her sheets, change her bed, clean her up. And then I had to sleep with her because she was scared. And she is like that kind of little sleeper where she's like punching me and kicking me. And I basically, I basically, and then at five, I finally snuck back to my bed. And then at five, she broke free and came and told me she couldn't find her pacifier. You know, so it's like, I got no sleep. And I was like, oh, well, here you go. You know, this is, but the funny thing is yesterday I was very productive, um, but I was exhausted. So I went to bed really early and, you know, I feel better today, but so sleep, I am finally, like I had my first bowl of yogurt and granola and fruit last week, which was so divine. I was like, wow. yeah, so I'm, I'm starting to be able to eat again. Um, I have been trying to do what we talked about, like an hour on my article instead of like a full day, you know, just make time, even if it's a short amount of time. So I'm doing a little bit at a time and I can see I'm making a little bit of headway. Although I will say this, this job application will require a a draft article. So that of course stressed me out a little bit because I do have to get this done. I can't drop it if I did get an interview. Um, and what else? You know, I, I have a great, I'm so lucky to have a home. I'm so lucky, obviously, to have CC. Um, 
so it's not like everything sucks. I, I do have an income. I have a home. You know, I live in a, a wonderful little town. I've got a lot of really great things in my yeah. life. It's just I don't have a supportive relationship and I have a really shitty job, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. And those are two really big, big things in, you know, in anybody's life. It's, it's really, yeah. you know, it's huge. So. Yeah. I don't want to add to your, you already, you know, you already have a, a big, a big agenda for your date and everything, you know, so much that you have to do. So. The, the piece that I really would love for you to consider is that before you go to sleep, I want you yeah. to think of three things that you are grateful for, for your, like, of you. So that you're grateful that your body can, I'm making this up, it could be something completely different, okay? Yeah. You're grateful yeah. that, that your body is dealing as well as it, as it is, even, you know, with all yeah. the demands that you're putting on it. Um, yeah that you're grateful that, you know, you like your hair. I'm talking about things about you, not external yeah. things, but you, right? Yeah. Uh, that if you choose to go for a bike ride, you can, right? That you're not yeah. having excruciating knee pain or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because what I want is for you to start building that that muscle that others are not doing, but I want you to start doing it for yourself. Yeah. In a very well, gentle and simple way. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, every night when I'm getting Cece to bed, we do a what was our best part of the day, and I had intended to shift it to what am I grateful for. I just didn't know if she would get that concept. So I can do it in my head while we're doing that, if I don't yeah. do it outwardly. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea because, well, when, when Sophia was little, she, she called it thorn, what was it? Uh, thorns and roses. Oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, That's the bad cute. things about the day and the good things about the day, you know, which is, oh, I guess, similar. interesting. Yeah. yeah. But it could okay. be nice about, like, you know, you could even bring it to her. What are things that, you know, just talk about things that we like about ourselves. Yeah, that's interesting. I could try that. She has this funny game where she wants me to tell her what her best time of the day is and she's so funny she won't tell me and but if I don't say it she gets upset so the other day I said well the best part of my day was spending time with you and she goes where (laughs) wow oh my god you're not getting away very easily She is so funny. Oh my goodness. She is like a little force to be reckoned with. But um yeah, no, I can't that would be fun to do with her. I, I bet she'd like to talk about what she likes about herself. That's cute. I'll try that. Yeah, um, that would be great. And then you can do the same with her, you know? Yeah. And say, Well yeah. I like these or I like you know, and the, you can even and then at some point it's like, Okay, what do you like about mommy? And and they tell you what I like about you. Yeah. Like that's piece, cute. You know, I but super simple, super simple. Like I like, you know, your eyelashes when you just, you know, move your eyes, you know, how they, yeah. you know, they make people, I don't, you know, just like, you know, those butterfly kisses, at least that's what they make. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. just small, small things. I think it would mm-hmm. be, it would be really beautiful for you, Lisa, but I think it would mm-hmm. be really beautiful for her. Like, it's a beautiful gift to her. 
Mm-hmm. Because yep. it would build her self-esteem. And I know that she doesn't need it because <laughs> she's loud as she is. <laughs> yeah, she right. definitely has healthy. At that age, you're like, hey, what are you talking about? I'm the center of attention, the center of the world, right? Yeah. So, but, but in a way, it is simple, you know? It's, um, I think it is really beautiful to just um, give that, that to the kids and know that you as an adult still do that for mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, no, I can do that. I, I ma- yeah. It makes sense to start small. Um, and then also, I was trying to schedule with you for next week, um, and I, my, was it next week? I think I was a little bit worried about doing Monday, because my, I don't know if my mother will be here. Hold on, where are we? Um, she might not be here on the 30th, on Monday. And so uh-huh. I was wondering if you had any time um, Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. Let me see. We're talking next week. So the second, the third, or the fourth. Um, I can do, and you didn't find it in my agenda. This is so odd. I can do the third at um, 10 a.m. If that works for you. Um, yeah, I have something at 11:30, but that would leave me time to get there. So, um, okay, great. Yeah, you only had Monday, and I think a time on the third that I didn't think would work. So that works. Right. Maybe I missed okay. it. Yeah. Okay, great. So it's okay. So um, do you. I find it, or you will, do you really need the reminder, or is it okay if I just add it up because it would be too different in a way? Oh, I don't you need a reminder. I put it no? in my book. No, I have Wait. it. I okay. just put it down as the third, um, and I'm gonna pay up um, also today for the last two session or this session and the last one um, as well, just to let you know. So, Great. Uh, yeah, good. no problem. And did you? So everything's good with the insurance. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, they just said they were, you know, they were resubmitted, and we'll just see what happens. You know, hopefully the check will come. And honestly, I, I don't know. I just feel like these are. I, there's just a lot of little things going on, and maybe it's the universe just pushing me to the edge. I don't know, but hopefully it gets resolved. And then we yeah. don't have to worry about it. But what we do have to worry about is we're nearing the end of the the transitional package. So uh-huh. either I have to go back to my notes, but I think I'm going to either have to start applying for that permanent approval, although I think we can ask for some more sessions through the transitional one. So I'll try to figure that out and let you know. But that's going to yeah. be probably at 13 sessions, so that'll be okay, so in, in December, so just to flag that for you. Okay, okay, so we'll, okay. But it, sounds like, it sounds like we're fine. Just take one small oh, step yeah. at a time. Whenever, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, one, one step at a time. <laughs> so many yeah, things, yeah. right? One yeah, step. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Perfect. So, have a great anyhow, week, Lisa. I hope you, you get too. good news. Get I good hope news. so, too, and, and you, too, so I'll Thank hold you, you in my thoughts. Okay. See you later. Okay. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.